ye When I get up all in ya, we can hear the angels calling us. We can see the sunrise before us. And when I'm in that thing, I make that body sing. Wee, wee, wee. Wee, wee, wee. Wee, wee, wee. Like a cop car. Wee, wee, wee. Wee, wee, wee. Wee, wee, wee. I make you sing. Mrs. Officer. Mrs. Officer. Okay. That's is that like the first verse or like I I must not I don't remember that part of the song. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the first verse. I didn't go as high as I normally would. I don't. I'm not that, that type of energy today. But there it is. Like a cop car. No, I'm not that uh, good today, girl. It's late. On it's all right, time. girl. I'm tired yeah. down. I'm tired down. Chai just had a whole uh a whole weekend of puppy sitting. Ooh, it reminded me. Um, I love that it was a cute little thing, cute little pup. I was like, ooh, she's not ready for no dog right now. What she kind of dog was she? What was she? I think they're like a labradoodle or something like that, like a miniature. Oh. Like they're not that big. Um, okay. Like they're almost like the size of like a pug. Or um yeah, the pup's actually a good size. They're about that size. And they're like a like a doodle, some type of doodle mix. Um very, very mm. cute little thing. Um but yeah, house trained or no? House house trained? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean I'm oh. calling it a puppy, but they're they're a couple years old by okay. this point. Um, okay, got it. Oh, but real quick, that was um that was officer for um Lil Wayne, right? Yeah, Mrs. Wayne. I mean Mrs. Officer by Lil Wayne with Bobby Valentino. Oh, so- Bobby Valentino mm. really sings the part that we, you know, that the we, 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 we. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the only part I remember. Which I love Bobby Valentino. I think he's so underrated. I loved Bobby Valentino. I used to love some Little Wayne songs, like oh yeah, like too. um me six too. foot, seven foot, eight foot. Oh, he had some good. But that was like our college. He had that. The course where um they playing the bops of Little Wayne. Um, what's that? Um, oh my favorite, Nikki, um, and then um. He had like tap out. He had like my favorite mm. song with Lil Wayne is from 2008. It's that one like um uh shoot how does that one go? 2008. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh my Let God. me see. It was like it was um oh my favorite Lil Wayne song is Love Me. I'm on that good cushion alcohol. I um, mm. I got my that good cushion alcohol. I got some down bitches mm-hmm. I could call. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I love that song. As long as these bitches love me, these bitches love me. But Lollipop from 2008 is another song. I oh like. yeah, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Um, is Lil Wayne okay? Because wasn't he taking some of that? Wasn't he taking like cough medicine and shit too? He or, almost. Like he, he was. They did he met, almost die. He did almost die some years ago. He, they remember that girl, her last rites at Cedar Sinai, girl. And I remember Eminem flew out from Detroit out to L.A. to see that girl. They yeah, thought she was almost R.I.P. From from mm. from syrup from from lean and that girl. Mm. She ended up making it and now. But I heard the other day That's why in she L.A. Be low. Well, I heard the other day she just she might catch a case again. She already did two years at Rikers. Not again. She already did two years at Rikers for a gun charge in New York when she was performing. Just for there. having one, right? Just for having one, right? Yeah. Right. The same thing that got um that got um oh what's her what's her face um or maybe it was something different. Who got um you know the female MC um 
Oh, um, shit. Who did she um, there? Um, you know uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fo- uh, Remy, no, Remy, 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 Ma. Ma. Remy, Remy Ma, Ma, yeah. I think Foxy Brown might have done some time, too, actually. And Little oh, Kim. Yeah, yeah. We all know Little Kim did some time, too, and that was for lying. That was for perjury about a gun issue, too, about she didn't snitch on somebody. She lied under oath. Yeah. So Little Kim did some time in the Fed, Federal Pen- Penitentiary. I think Foxy Brown might have done some time. I can't be sure. But Remy Ma, yeah, oh. Remy Ma. Had this a is gonna fit into our topic, girl. Would yeah. you? Would is there anyone you would do some time for before I enter the show? No, girl. There's nobody. I would mean, do some time for fam. Isn't like isn't blood thicker than water? I mean, my blood is a little thin. You know, I've been, I've been drinking a lot lately. Um, you know, because you got to think about once you get out, what like it starts to limit your career options and opportunities when you get out. It's not even about the time. In, I feel like it, you already got to make it before you, or it's got to be worth it. Where like you know you're gonna be set up, but you can't you can't rely on people. Family leave. You I mean, behind. Martha. Family you know, like Martha Stewart, for instance, she was super rich when she went in, right? But do you know when oh, she shit. she went she went in for the insider trading tea, right? And yes, then yes. she when she came out, do you know she can never be on the board of a publicly traded company ever again, including her own company. She wasn't mm-hmm. even allowed to be on the board of her own company after that. So there are re- I, I like to being a- that it makes sense, but it's like I, I didn't think about something like that. But I'm also like I guess I just thought Martha Stewart probably still had, but. Could she be the chairperson? I was a chairperson on the board, so that means she couldn't even be. She the She couldn't be the chairperson. Right? She could be the mm. CEO technically, but she could never be on the board again of a publicly traded company. But doesn't she? If it's her own company, she she'd have she to take it private she... again. Like she'd have to go through an investment bank and go through the process oh. of buying back all the shares and taking it private again, which you can do through an investment bank. But she, while it was a publicly traded company on the stock, which I believe actually it has gone back to being a private company. I believe it has. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like while it was a publicly traded company, when she got out, she couldn't be on the board of her own company that she founded. So like That's there's repercussions to being a felon. You can never like there are. I mean, and it's it's unfit. It's but a lot of it is rooted in anti-blackness, as we know. So, yeah. You know. Well, we're going to get to some cases today, um, and we're going to jump right in, because as um, my good Judy said, we're a little tired today, but you're back, we're here, we're in December, welcome back to Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, um... And criminal tea, <sighs> so, and fu- <laughs> criminal and fugitive tea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm your host, Malachi, and um... My good crime analyst, you know, Miss Devereaux's over here with me. So hey, uh, we already know how you're doing today, sis. But you ready mm-hmm. to jump into these topics? Well, yeah, um, girl. I'm I'm a little bit lacking on sleep, starting from like the oh, weekend, right? Because yeah, what happened, girl, girl? So like, it was. I don't know whether it was like Friday night or Saturday night. I can't. God, remember. I feel like it was Friday. But man, I'm wrong. Yeah, it was whatever. Okay, I don't think so it was Saturday. One oh, night this weekend, either way, like it was like maybe two in the morning, two something in the morning, mm-hmm, and like normally mm-hmm. because I do live on a semi busy street, like and I do live on a street where there's a fire station, kind of like a mile down the road on my same street. And then there's always a mm-hmm. lot of police cars. You know, there's actually some projects right down the street too. So like. There's all there's always like a lot of police cars coming down my street and a lot of like ambulance sirens and fire trucks. So I can sleep through like a siren or two back to back. I can. But okay. like one day, like this weekend, it was like a bunch of sirens. It was like 20 cars. Right. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like what? Like, it was so many that it woke me up. Right. And I woke up 
And then I like kind of just look at first thing I do is look at my phone and I realize that they've caught the two parents of mm. the Oxford High School shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a it was a school shooting in Michigan, in Oxford, Michigan, which is about, you know, maybe about. 30 to 40 minutes outside of Detroit. Yeah, I looked it up. It's a little bit away. It's a little, it's an exurb. Oxford is not a suburb of Detroit. It's an exurb. Like, an exurb Mm. is that next layer of, like, hillbillies and white trash, like, outside of a major (laughs) city. No, I'm just joking. No, because not always. Some of them have money, too. But it's not just that. It's, or, but it's, like, the people who, like, really wanted to get away from black people. Like, they really, they couldn't just go to the, like, the, the nice suburbs. Like, they had to go even further out to get away from black mm-hmm. people. So that's where Oxford gives. That's what that girl gives. Mm-hmm. She's she's mm-hmm. an excerpt. She's not a suburb. Um, and, and, okay, go ahead, girl. You got it. Yeah, so what happened was, like, uh, last Monday, I think it was on, was it on Monday? It was on last Tuesday. I'm sorry. It was on Tuesday, Dece- November 30th. Tuesday, November 30th, there was a school shooting by a little, you know, this a white criminal like terrorist ethan crumley 15 years old who Mm. shot um who brought a nine millimeter handgun to school so it wasn't even an ar or anything this time it was a handgun with a 15 capacity magazine now my guns have um, well like my guns don't have 15 capacity magazines so like this had an extra capacity magazine for a nine millimeter um well, actually, you know what? A lot of nine millimeters do have sixteen. They usually have fifteen in the in the um in the magazine, and then one in the chamber. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, I guess mine are just a little bit. The things are are shorter, but it, either way, mm. it was like you know. So it wasn't even extended clip or anything like that. But he, but okay. he must have had like three magazines, and he unloaded like over thirty bullets. He shot oh. and killed four four other high school teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And then he injured about six others. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think he might have even grazed and injured a teacher, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the names of his victims, um, I know one is Hannah St. Juliana. Um, she was 14 years old. Um, and then 16-year-old Tate Mir, who was a recruit, who was a football recruit, who was recruited. He was going to be playing football at the college level. He actually tried to stop Ethan Crumley from... Yes. From yes. yeah, and so actually yes. at the University of Michigan football game this past weekend against Iowa, his family they actually brought his family on the field, so that was like yeah. a nice moment. Um, yeah, I heard I I've read about his best friend, one of his good friends, talking about him and how he tried to stop the shooting. Um, do you have, do you have the other people, girl? I got it in front of me if you want. There's seventeen year old Madison Baldwin mm-hmm. in her. Mm-hmm. She took a cute little senior picture in her fall attire. She was cute. And mm-hmm. um, seventeen year old Justin Schilling, who actually he didn't die immediately. He died in the hospital later on. But yes, I remember there was one who died later in the hospital. So, so he took mm-hmm. all their lives. I think Hannah St. Juliana. I believe she might have been like Filipina. Because I think, yeah, yeah, she was Asian for that. sure, and so she was the only person of color. The other three kids were white, but super tragic nonetheless. Like so much promise, and then some of the kids who are still injured are in serious condition. You know, some are discharged, mm-hmm. but some are like were shot in the neck. One was grazed in the oh head. My God. You know, I'm hoping none. You know, so he did a lot of damage. And then there's also that. There's also that mental. Like I saw some of the. Um, I don't know if you saw that video going around of that sheriff who, 
stupidly was trying to de-escalate the situation apparently by like i think calling he was talking to one of the students to open the door and would call them bro and those students were like fuck that that don't even sound like no cop let's go out yeah, there <laughs> let's go and they ran out the window yeah they jumped out the, and they the sheriff's the department window. was like oh he was trying to de-escalate the situation i'm like okay no great. not with that's, bro no, of course you. they think that's the shooter the killer of course they think that's the kid saying that so it's or like, just some, someone they don't trust. Like, exactly. So think about that mental and emotional. Oh, it's a lot. And the gag is so like, so anyway, what happened was, so they arrested the boy, like the suspect, you know, immediately. And then they were thinking about the Oakland County prosecutor um, was thinking about, you know, issuing charges for his parents, given the circumstances, which is very rare for a school shooting. I haven't heard of one yet where they charged uh, in recent years, where it was particularly in recent years, where they actually charged the parents with some kind of negligence, or mm. you know, usually they just charge the shooter, and then the parents go on about their lives, right? Yes, and, go on about. And but yeah. this time, the Oakland County prosecutor, she was saying, "Any, uh, I'm thinking about charges against them." Like she, I don't know why she kept announcing it in advance. Like I'm thinking about charges. Charges are pending. Charges any minute is like basically gave them a head start to run the parents mm-hmm. right and so run they did now, girl, do you want to say why she was thinking that do you want to do that timeline yeah, of how, yeah. well let's, I did let's spoil it a bit. yeah oh you want to talk about okay go ahead yeah Sorry. let's talk about so we'll talk about that after the fact why they were charged but okay, the, she had yeah. good reason to charge them the gag was is that so like she gave them like a two her dumbass, and everybody's white involved <laughs> like the prosecutor's white I think, um, and then I think she's actually might even be a Democrat, Jessica McDonald, but I can't remember if she's a Democratic Republican. But either way, she gave them a head, like basically by announcing like a day or two in advance, we're thinking about charging them any minute, we're going to charge them any minute. Like, and they were supposed to show up to their arraignment in person, you know, but of course they flee, right? So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like they're fleeing, and I'm thinking everyone, you know, it was a, it was all over CNN, it was national news when they were like a manhunt. This FBI, you know, search $10,000 reward or whatever. I thought they had made their way to like somewhere south trying to cross the border to Mexico by then. Girl, they were over here on the east side of Detroit in a I saw warehouse, them just yesterday. In a warehouse, <laughs> in a warehouse mm-hmm. for artists. They were right down the street from my ass, girl. Mm-hmm. On literally mm-hmm. off of my street. Like on the mm-hmm. warehouse that's right off of my street. And girl, that's where the, all those sirens came from is because they were probably had, they had, were either, I think they didn't run up on them with sirens because they were trying to surprise them. But I think when they were bringing them back downtown to, for booking, that's what those sirens were that I was hearing is that they were bringing these bitches back downtown to book them. And they had probably like 20 cop cars, like in a succession, you know, so wild. and that is what so I was wild. literally hearing is them bringing them down. Cause I looked on my phone when I turned, got up from all those sirens, looked at my phone. I saw that they had been captured. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently the dude who had like kind of given them a place to stay said he didn't really know what was going on and just was like i guess returning a favor or something but who knows right right um, but, but he, yeah. she in trouble too now <laughs> yeah yeah he's in trouble too now but i um so it's just interesting like because it's like an artist like it's little like it used to be like some industrial warehouse and now it's like an artist like gentrified tea type of tea and it's mm-hmm. weird because there was also like this black male stereo killer who they caught in that same area a few years, like the year before COVID, like 20 or maybe 2018 or 19. Like he was over there hiding in that same area that they were in, which is really like a mile down the road from me. Maybe 
maybe not even probably about a, a mile, maybe maybe even a mile and a half down the road from me, but off my same mm-hmm. street. So, but and I'm coming. If they're coming back this way, I'm. I'm living, I'm, they're coming back towards downtown, towards me, towards the police headquarters to book them or towards the courts or wherever they're going to probably the police headquarters. So they're coming down my street and they're, and there's 20 cop cars back to back and the sirens just going, 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 going. So but why they, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why that song was so relevant, right? Um, that Mrs. Officer by Little Wayne. But I think the gag was, is that, um, why they were indicted in this case is because first off, they the gun they bought that gun on Black Friday as um, a Christmas present, and as a basically like as a Christmas present for the boy fifteen, knowing that he had issues, right? Knowing that he had mental issues. So mm. the first thing that he did is they saw him. Like, he was at school one day, maybe even prior to that, and he was looking up ammo, mm-hmm. he was looking up ammo, he was looking up ammo on his, Ooh. yeah, he was looking up ammo mm-hmm. on his, um, on his phone, and the, one of the teachers reported that. And so, mm-hmm. not so, okay, so the teachers reported that, of course, the school alerts the parents, and the mom texts him, um, and basically, I'm not mad at you for looking up ammo, I'm just mad at you for getting caught. So that's the first thing his mom, Jennifer, Jennifer Crumley had said to him. And did you see how they look, girl? They just kind of, I mean, I I don't want to... They kind of look like white trash. They're white they trash. Just look, they're white trash. It just looks. But the news so, media anyway. used like the best pictures of them at first. <laughs> that was like, their best. Oh, okay. I was up, like, no. Oh, okay. You saw if you saw the after picture, you're they're really like hillbilly trash. But if you the first pictures that were used, like the mom was done up, her hair was highlighted, oh, she had her girl. makeup on. White whiteness, whiteness is such a fucking disease. It's like all in the media. It's everything. The white. I just hate. I hate whiteness. I do. And um. <laughs> So, of Not course, because, like, when I saw her after booking, and then they made the dad, they used a better picture of the dad, too, at first. He it looks like straight-up inbred hillbilly white trash. He he really <laughs> does. The mom, or the mom, she looked a, she looked like a more regular white she woman. Look with, at, I think he looks worse than her. He looks but worse. She's, but she's she not, had, yeah. when she has her highlights and stuff, and she's gone to the salon to get her highlights and whatever, <laughs> like, she, but then after booking, she looked terrible. When they have the, they have the, the, the mug shots she looked terrible mm. too also but girl you, yeah but girl you got to get back to that t- i i yeah. spoiled it for myself because you so, t- yeah so that's one yeah, thing that timeline Ugh. that's one thing so like she said oh, i just hope you didn't get caught and then mm. not mm-hmm. only that so then um on the morning of the shooting on the tuesday morning right they mm-hmm. um basically he had done a drawing either on the desk or on a sheet of paper or something like that mm-hmm. and the gag was is he had written like help me or he he drew a picture of like a machine gun i believe mm-hmm. and said something along the lines of like um help me um there will be blood mm-hmm. it was just like mm-hmm. um i don't know if you have the exact like the exact oh. T Malachi, but it's like I could, I, I could get it while you. I have it. I have it. Now. It's just all these goddamn tabs I have open to try to oh. keep all this shit together. But it's basically like, um, he like he wrote he wrote help me. There will be blood everywhere. It was just some like crazy T. Either way, they called the parents into the school that morning 
and said, you need to get him counseling within 48 hours. And they wanted, the school wanted him to take, take the kid away from the school that instant, that moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they wouldn't, they refused. They left him at the school. So lo Mm -hmm. and behold, Mm -hmm. that's the morning by one o'clock, he's coming out of the bathroom with the gun in his backpack and he's shooting in the hallway and shooting these kids. And... Mm -hmm. And so, and then the mom, she heard on the news, there's a shooting at, she must have heard on the news, there's a shooting at Oxford High School, there's a lockdown. She knew instantly that it was her son. So the fact that she even knew instantly that was her son, and she texted him, don't do it, Ethan, don't do it. So... He he had a drawing of a semi-automatic handgun pointing at the words, the thoughts won't stop, help me. And then another section of the note was a drawing of a bullet with the following words above that bullet, blood everywhere. So not a mentally stable young man. And they, these bitches means. bought him a goddamn gun on the Black Friday before they bought him a fucking gun. And they refused he was a to fucking crazy ass monkey kid. And they knew this shit. And they bought him that shit. They need to be locked the fuck up. They need to be by these fucking all these hillbillies need to be locked up. And in my opinion, they need to be put down. But I'm trying not to be that girl anymore. I'm trying to be social justice. (laughs) Are you? I wonder. I bet the school. I bet the school. They're going to come to the school district too, because I bet they're going to be like the school district should have done more. Exactly. Well, they should have forced. They shouldn't even allow that nigger back on campus. They should have fucking made them take him. And when they didn't, when they didn't take him with them, they should have expelled him and have the police pick that motherfucker up and take him to the goddamn station. The fact that it happened that, it was that day. It was that day. That day, they like, how, oh, that's like, I feel like it wasn't just a couple of days before. It was literally that that day. He then, it was like, like, like 10 o'clock. The meeting was at, the meeting was at 10 o'clock in the morning and by 1 p.m. he was shooting up the school. Oh my goodness. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when we had Jason on the show, we were talking about like I think I saw something about how this is like the thirty second shooting of this year, wow. um, school shooting. Like, imagine we're still having school shootings in a pandemic. How wild is that? Um, yeah. but just you know, Jason was when we had Jason Rosenberg on talking about like holding space and memorializing um the loss that we have, and it's so easy to just well another shoot. Even when I saw, it, I was like, wow, another shooting happened, but. You know, the lives of those people are just irrev um I can't even say the word. They're just um affected in by such a in such a serious way. Yeah. And even just I was thinking about it today where I was like, because I have so many friends, you know, we're at <laughs> I ain't got my baby. We're at the age where a lot of our friends have kids and right, are right. having kids or thinking about right. having kids. And I just think like, I don't I would why, do you want to rate I don't want to raise my kid in this kind of like I was I like, can I send them to like boarding school somewhere? Like, yeah. or just like you really got to think about like I. One of my friends has like a young daughter, six or something, and she's already having to do drills about active shooters, and it's like, ooh, like your I will say, has to do active shooter drills. That's so fucked up. So, so in fucked California, up. we're not in Southern California, right? Because right? so. yeah, there's been there's been mass shootings in California. Yeah, there sure has, there's but you few. know, but the gag is, is, I don't think I would ever send. I noticed that these shootings haven't happened at private schools. I don't think what I, mm. I wouldn't send my kid to a public school probably. I, I just think that's mm. already the elitism, elitism tea in me, but I don't think I would send my kid to a public school because I think that's where all these mass shootings tend to 
have happened in public schools and usually Mm -hmm. in white public schools like in suburban public schools because the black schools like in detroit have metal detectors they got so much security they got metal well they have all the all the schools in detroit have metal detectors at least all the high schools so Mm -hmm. you know the the suburban schools oh we don't need metal detectors we don't have that type of gun violence we're the suburbs (laughs) bitch the, the the school shooters they usually be white Okay, the school shooters are often (laughs) almost always white. Now, I think in the 80s and the 90s and whatnot, now that wasn't the case so much in, you know, the 80s and the early 90s during the gang era where there was a lot of, you know, handgun violence in urban schools. And then the metal detectors Mm -hmm. really changed a lot of that, I think. And then since Columbine, the school shootings Mm -hmm. have been at these white suburban public high schools generally you know and sometimes even like like in sandy hook it was a white you know uh a white like teenager or young adult coming in and shooting up an elementary or uh, a suburban elementary Ooh. school yeah Ooh, that was mm. so hard yeah Ooh, that hit me i've it hit me you know what hit me is that like sandy hook is like how many shootings pass and we still have like four, at least three like we had the we had the movie shooting after Sandy Hook. I don't know. We had so many shootings post Sandy Hook, and it's like, ooh, it's the still timeline. Hit, it hit more like, oh my god, I don't know why I know these dime, these dates by heart. You know, I know. You know, I'm weird about dates. Girl. I know the dates by heart, yeah. but I do know like the the Aurora, Colorado movie shooting was on July twentieth, twenty twelve, and that was mm. a Friday. And then I know that the Sandy Hook shooting was on December fourteenth, twenty twelve. Um, so it was actually, oh, that was that same year. Yeah. Wow. It was the same year, but it was, it was December 14, 2012, because I remember Obama had already been reelected. And he, oh, when he got right. up and he was crying, like, I'm gagged at how I remember those dates. Girl, I have that Mary Lou Henner tea sometimes where, you know, I just know the dates by heart, but, um, I'd be knowing the dates <sighs> of the week. I'm psycho. But the gag is, yeah. So I, I remember both of those dates acutely. And I yeah. think... And we it was, still haven't... And I knew when they didn't things. care about the five-year-olds, when the Republicans oh, yeah, and the NRA girls, they didn't care nothing about those little five- and six-year-old When they were like, you know what You know what we should really do? Put cops in the classroom. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's the solution. And when they didn't care about the, the five- and six-year-olds, girl, I knew we would never get... Yeah. The, we would never get it. And, we, and I knew it. And so that was yeah. what... I yeah, they didn't do it then. They didn't do it then. Yeah. As long as those girls got power, as long as those girls hold office and are able to like make everyone feel threatened by the Second Amendment. Yeah, girl. Because really that's at that, the core that. of all of that gun tea, I mean, it's the gun industry lobby that's funding that fear because they want to keep selling guns, of course. And they sell more guns when Democrats are in office, actually, because the, they because play up the fear. Because they're going to take them away. Exactly. But all of it is rooted mm-hmm. in anti-blackness because it's always the white man's fear that the nigger is going to come and steal and kill mm-hmm. and rape his wife and ravage his house and all that. And and that's like it's rooted in anti-blackness. All that white gun culture is heavily rooted in anti-blackness. And I say this as a gun owner. So, but I'm 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 because I'm I'm a gun owner because I'm I'm. But in some ways, you're countering it because it's like you're exactly. con- you're doing it because. Oh, I'm scared of the race know. war. I'm because to get because ready. we know. I'm trying to get ready for the race war. I don't <laughs> want all the white people. Bitch. I don't want the white people Ow. to have all the guns too. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to get ready for that. And then also, it's not just, but it's also like I do. I lived. I live in an urban core. I live. I've. I've been. I've lived through break-ins and home invasions living in Detroit. Yeah, and fair. you know, I was fair. a somebody broke in my family's house in 1986. 
where they Come won't tell dates. me. They won't tell me I was a year old, so they won't tell me whether my grandfather. I know my grandfather shot the intruder, but I don't know whether he killed him or not because they won't. They never would tell me. Maybe I should ask more now, but they wouldn't yeah. tell me back in the day. But I think he killed him. Mm. And um, but yeah, I think you know. So um, yeah, transition. Yeah, <laughs> transition from that. The gag is, um, is that yeah. I mean, there's been home invasions in Detroit, which is actually interesting because we there's another city has been dealing with a lot of home invasion tea. And what what is yes. that about, Miss Malachi? What's going on with that? I mean that's Miss LA. Um, well, let me get it in front. Um, I well, it's been oh, well. The one video, so there's that the big um, that wife of that record, I think, music executive. Um, Jacqueline Avant is the name of the wife who was killed, and then Clarence Avant is the is that is that music executive, that longtime black yeah. music executive. He's the godfather of like black music, I, and there's a Netflix I think special was, on him too. Um. Oh th- wait, that's him, the god. That did oh no yes yes and his his wow. daughter his daughter is married to the CEO of Netflix his daughter is uh and she was Ted Sarandos says oh wow it, oh that is that guy the Black Godfather there is that Nep that's yeah, him Tessa been telling me about that's his yes oh man that is hard yo niggas just um the one. <laughs> The one I was still thinking about was that video of that woman going in her um or going in her gate in a stroller, and these two dudes running up on her and, and robbing that, her. That was with in her Hancock baby. Park. That was in Hancock Park. Oh yeah, man! But, Cla- but what do you? The the yeah, gag is about the Clarence Avant thing. His wife was Jacqueline Avant. 81 years old. They killed this 81-year-old lady trying to run up on her In house. her Beverly Hills home on December 1st. So this- the gag was she lived in the Truesdale Estates, part of Beverly Hills. And that part of Beverly Hills actually has a roaming armed guard. So they actually have, on top of Beverly Hills PD, they have a private, you know, armed security. Like, there's some neighborhoods in Detroit that have that, too. One in particular called Palmer it looks like Woods. He did tr- it looks like he did shoot at the security guard. The gag is that... The gag is that that wasn't even the roaming armed security guard that, oh, that they were going wow. back and forth with. The Avants had a security guard, a armed security guard already on their property because so that's of, who got, that's uh, who got shot and was exchanging gunfire with the, with the suspect. Because the gag is, is that the reason they had gotten that is since the Netflix documentary, they had had fans and people interested in the documentary run up on their property. And ironically, even having an armed guard on their property wasn't enough to save Mrs. Avant. You know, who was a philanthropist in the <sighs> arts and she gave back and she was very big in LA's like philanthropic community don't... and black community. And that was I just yeah. don't get it. Why they kill that old lady? Like, I don't get it. Like, what? Like, there's so many rich people. Like, what? Like, you think it was some old hit out? Like, I just doesn't, I just don't get it. The gag was is that he, the guy who's like 29 years old, um, he is highly like he's an in and out of prison. He is mentally unstable. He was already in, like, it's the same thing like that guy, that black guy in Wisconsin who ran over those, like, people at that Christmas parade or whatever. It's like, what happens is, and this is one of the reasons why I am not hyper-progressive on all this, like, bail reform and letting out criminals and all this stuff because this these are the type of niggas that come right back around. His name was Ariel Maynard, 29, of L.A. He had already done four years. He had a bunch of violent crimes in his history. 
and he was already out on parole for something else, he should have been locked up. He shouldn't have been, he should have been locked up. He should not have been out on the streets. The same thing with the guy in Wisconsin mm. who ran over the people. And it's like all this like bail reform and decriminalization and D, de- you know, and all that. The shit, some people have to be locked up and institutionalized. It's, it, you know, the nature of there are violent people with personality disorders that cannot be cured by medicine or by therapy especially when they're too far in and they have to be locked up it's that simple and he in these uh, two this this particular killer he was one of them and that's why i'm not on that progressive like um decriminalization tea you know and getting people out of prison because now we see the crime is up in major cities especially during the pandemic in new york okay well all right with the crime the now i'll give you that this this story was a hard one um i don't have a quick on my soapbox i'll have a quick turnaround for this one i the idea of just locking people up yes but i'm also like you know there's no more mental health institutions there's no more not that those are always this wonderful place but there's in some ways it's like i think the thing when you talk about like the bail reform i think it's about those it's not about just getting those people putting them back on the street it's about putting those resources into places where those people can get help and maybe that is some facilities where they are taken off the street but it's not necessarily the prison system always because you know that doesn't necessarily always fix things to have people in prison either um because well if they're not it, on the street pay, i mean paying, they're like, not a menace for to those you. prisons they're not i don't fuck that because they're not they're you, not a menace okay, to you're okay you with my me. tax dollars going because they're I, not a menace to you and me we can at least okay. walk through the grove without worrying but about the, if we're going to be followed home or followed back to my airbnb or your apartment and be robbed yeah. on the way there that i but the, know, but that's you're talking about different things like that is a violent effect. I don't know that. I'll because that's that. what's but happening the, in LA. But with the general, they're, but they're no, no, with the general crime, but with general crime, I think, you know, we can't differentiate from the fact that we are not in normal times, which is what I was telling you before. It's like, we're still in a pandemic. We're still in a place where people need money, need food, need, feel like behind. The crime was need. going up starting at the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic in January and February because especially like in New York City after bail reform passed like 2018 2019 Mm. and people were just getting out instantly they're saying even in LA like there would be things like they would they're capturing some of these criminals who have been running up on people and robbing them in LA people been following Mm. people to their homes they're 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 capturing them. The police are booking them. And before they even finish the paperwork, they've been released in L.A. because of the new bail reform. And your yeah. progressive prosecutor there, Gascon, and I mean... <laughs> Who I voted for. Yeah. But I'm also... But I, my, that my black lady in like, L.A., that black lady prosecutor, she was locking them niggas up. She was locking them to up. To stop yeah. it. We're not talking... About, you talking about, like, I know you're not talking Ms. about Jackie. Jackie. I was talking Ms. about Miss Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> she locked Ms. the motherfuckers up. This motherfucker not, probably wouldn't be out if Miss Jackie was on... She probably got me tripping now. She probably... Fuck Miss Jackie who fucking called the police who literally came to the door and pointed a gun at BLM, which probably would have been some shit you would have do too. If they on my property, Miss Jackie was a fucking mess. Fuck Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie Lacey. Y'all can look her up. She's a fucking mess. No, we didn't want Miss Jackie. I'm happy with Garcon. Okay, cool. Well, um, when, I think, when the niggas run I, up on I think, you, when they run up on you, when you're leaving the Central City Mall in the Grove, and you're all, leaving your black gay brunch, <laughs> and you're, they run up on you, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah, just from your little raggedy car, but they try to take your little cute little bag, your little clutch, and they're taking, and they run up on you. Thank you, thank you, progressive prosecutor, Gascon. Thank you, thank you. not buy that bag yet. The thing I just want to say real quick is like i think there's two things one is like you know 
You're so much. Yeah. Thank you. That's what you voted uh, what, for. What? That's what you voted for. <laughs> yes, it is. One thing is the fact that, like, if we think about, you know, even with crime rising, it's a crime at the I know you have a kind of, it's a crime at the same level as it was in the 90s, in the 2000s. Like, overall time, crime is going down. So even with it rising, it's still needs to be taken in certain context and just that narrative of like these cases that happen this case with um miss uh jacqueline avant is extraordinary and really unfortunate so i'm not excusing that but just overall some of the cases like we have to be careful about um generalizing i think some of these ideas you're gotta be careful lock them up Lock them up. I want to feel oh, safe. Girl, I want to walk be... around the Grove and feel girl. safe. I want to go out to the Abbey and feel safe when I leave and walk to my car. But the thing I was that's, telling you is like some, the other the other piece I would say is like you know where we're going, which is we're already going for this. I mean, they kind of had it and it still didn't work. But like I was saying, like with the continued divide between wealth, like at some point it's going to be the haves and the have-nots, and it's going to be like, are we just all in? these walled fortresses like we just all got security like the people who have money like you're talking about how like like in south, you don't want a like house in south anymore. africa you want a condo yeah. yes i that was so jarring to be in south africa to be from the you know seeing the like kind of you know people living in the outskirts and like these kind of um you know i, I won't say favelas this is better word for it but you know like out with like tents and things like that um and like shanty towns to like then seeing like these you know the where the four seasons is where i was staying or these you know really nice um places in johannesburg where you know there literally there is a, a gate with a someone with a like rifle at the door that will check your id before you can let in there are these high walls with barbed wire to protect basically that's how you know you're in a nicer area and it's like is that where we're gonna go in the states i mean well i mean if we keep voting for these prosecutors these progressive prosecutors maybe that might be and doing bail reform and trying to let every tom dick and harry out of prison who doesn't need to be out of jail or prison (laughs) then yeah maybe we are going to that you know because some people do need to be locked up now what i'm for is decriminalization of like small-time drug offenders like in small-time drug uh even drug people selling drugs Mm. i think we need to focus on locking up violent criminals and and, and not institutionalizing nonviolent offenders. But what they're saying is that some of the nonviolent ones are literally like, like they know they're keeping robbing, 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 and they get more violent over time. So even though they get out all the time because of like the bail reform and everything like that, they, they do more and more crimes until they eventually do, do become violent and then they start robbing people mm-hmm. with a gun. As, uh, as I wonder why they do become violent. Is it just because it's easier to rob someone? Yeah. Yeah. Violently. Yeah. Because like it's getting harder and harder to shoplift probably because of all the security. So mm-hmm. now they need to start robbing you as you're walking into. Your because you don't have any defense, especially in a place with heavy gun control where there's no, you know, carry, there's no carry, or you know, there's no carrying allowed in LA County, and you know, so they know that people are defenseless generally, especially as they're walking, (laughs) especially as they're walking into their house or they're, you know, coming back in, they know they're not carrying a gun. But in Michigan, a lot of this shit doesn't happen as much because you know i know someone whose 16 year old nephew tried to carjack somebody and the guy he carjacked was the wrong one he blew his fucking brains out that 16 year old carjacker and that happens bitch i almost fucking took out a robber on me so 
Yeah, I'm that just saying daylight we don't too. Play Wasn't that. that like in the afternoon? We don't play that. We don't play that in Michigan, and I think that because we don't have, I don't. Not like y'all soft ass West Coast hoes. <laughs> you know, I almost took out a robber on me. So I mean, I and and my mm. grandfather did take one out. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, and my, I, so it's, it's we don't play that it's here. Com- it's I get I get it because it's I mean because I mean this is literally what Republicans are probably gonna fucking win on is this idea of like safety and law and people feeling like i'm it's not safe and it's not you know we do want more cops we do want more you know security um so there definitely needs to be a better solution than just like oh yeah defund the police or just you know let's just do bail reform let's just not think about the larger ramifications it's it's complicated but and they do say and i will more i'll give you that it is compound like the crime rates in certain cities like new york was already going up before the pandemic obviously there was bail reform there was things going on before but i will say that during the pandemic they say one of the drivers of some of this like these like running up on home invasions of luck you know people the wealthy or like the the like the smash and grabs at the Nordstrom and the Louis Vuitton stores in mm-hmm. LA and Chicago and San Francisco and other places is that during the PPP money dried up. So like a lot of these mm-hmm. gangs and whatnot were doing a lot of PPP scams and getting the mm-hmm. government money and getting, you know, hundreds, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, for, like taking advantage of the pandemic and getting tons of money. And now that that money Dang, is gone, no money. and now that that money is gone, they're looking for ways to now secure, procure luxury goods and procure jewelry and cash, you know, that they had gotten used to procuring and become part of their like revenue models, gangs. And in LA, a lot of, they said a lot of this is gang initiated these robberies and these home invasions that's interesting and so there's a federal task force forming a joint federal task force between the fbi and the lapd to address some of this yeah and more policing that you're going to be a police state just like new york and chicago and and not just that (laughs) not just that the super bowl is going to be in la in a couple months and that is going to be police i gotta get out of town that's gonna Ooh, be girl, I gotta get out of town. I'm coming to see you, bitch. I can't be here for no Super funny, Bowl. I think Ooh, my mom nice. is going out there for the Super Bowl. Oh, that's so. cool. She can stay at my place. <laughs> she not staying uh, at my place. <laughs> no, I know, girl. But you know, you don't know where I live, ho. <laughs> anyway, um, girl, let's do this last story. And wrap this thing up. We just mentioned it. You you want to do it still? That criminal. Oh, that Jesse Smollett tea girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think just, we should mention it just briefly. Just he, real quick. He did admit yeah. to Jesse Smollett still claimed his innocence that he did not order those two Nigerian brothers to rob him and, and fake the whole thing. But he did admit to with one of the brothers to yes. having a sexual relationship with him, to, you know, doing drugs with him, masturbating with him, having a little like yeah. makeout session with bath him. Bathhouse rando- bath yes. rendezvous. But he also says bath that houses bro- for y'all girls who don't know are like imagine like a spa but it's open 24 hours where gay bisexual and sometimes straight men will go have sex Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah so the gag is you know the girls don't always know (laughs) yeah that's true but i will say this jesse smollett i mean i'm not gonna lie she's a good actor but she's still believing girl she sound kind of convincing to me it like the part like literally one of my girlfriends actually texted me about it i was like oh they're really 
they're really asking. Um, they're, it's really because this case was dropped folks. and then picked back by by attorney Kim Fox in Chicago and then picked back up. I don't even know why this case was picked yeah. back up. Well, because those girls, because those girls are mad at they yeah, the white, the they white want him. Mad. They oh, they do oh, they want him. Um, because it, it embarrassed them. They want him. They want him. And, and the gag is though, he's he's a good actor because he. I mean, I actually thought he did stage it, and then he convinced me with his test. I would vote not guilty, girl. <laughs> I would vote not guilty on this girl because still I would vote not guilty just because I'm always going to vote not guilty unless they literally <laughs> like this feels like an OJ kind of I mean not quite of course not but like it feels like one of those like especially knowing how hard like well, I would have voted not PD guilty and Lori Lightfoot I would have voted not guilty I know you would girl yeah. we, because you told, I, there, you told I have good reasons told, I'll, I'll bring those girl, up we're not doing it right now we're not doing it we're wrapping it up we're wrapping it up but um you're so ridiculous but um yeah, girls. Write in a e- write in an email for next week. I think she's talked about. It. You want to hear again why uh, <laughs> why Miss Deverell would vote well, not guilty for OJ? Somebody, but, oh, um, somebody, somebody asked that. No, I, I'm saying if they want to hear. Oh, you go okay, through yeah, it again. I'm gonna go through um, it at one point. Yeah, I have very good reasons why I vote not guilty. <laughs> oh my god, and I, it was literally legit. Uh, it's not just because I want to. They would do the it man. next week. Depending I legit, on how many emails we have, would I legit have questions? And Stop. about the prosecution Stop. and the, in the way the cops handle that case, I do. Okay, uh, reasonable so, doubt. <laughs> so Jesse, um, I think I still because actually the part where actually he had sex with him and the, the dude was like just some African trade. Like there's just parts that feel like a little shady where I'm like maybe he did like because apparently what he's saying is that he gave the girl the money to be his personal trainer and it does feel a little fishy but i was like well maybe especially you know how some relationships are a little ambiguous like maybe it's gonna be like be my personal trainer and maybe fuck me on the side or like who knows who knows exactly they know in the gag is he said he said the african guy kept begging bugging him to be his security guard and jesse said he didn't even want any full-time security and i believe that i i could kind of believe yeah. that i'm it's just something guilty. it's just all guilty. fishy i yeah i think not guilty i'm not still guilty. not guilty but i think i think girl that girl definitely is something shifty about like if it might have been staged and it and very well probably was i'm still voting not guilty because it's reasonable doubt i'm still voting not guilty. right yeah well nothing more to be said yeah i think that's it mm-hmm. that's our show that's it girls um Next week is going to be our um, mailbag show. Ask us our mailbag show. Ask us anything. Um, Holiday mailbag, especially if you have questions about the holidays. Should you, you know, go and spend it with your brother and his white girlfriend? Should you, you know, (laughs) should you go to, you know what I'm saying? Is this a little autobiographical? (laughs) That's very specific. (laughs) Should you go and deal with like your your homophobic auntie you know mm-hmm. at holidays this year you know any of that any of that tea should you go to your boyfriend's family's house and mm-hmm. them you knowing that the mother doesn't really like you you know any of that type of tea like should you go sleep with like a mall santa should you go you know go find a bathhouse <laughs> on new year's eve yes, like yes girl you know yes. I approve of all of that. What, yeah, whatever you want, we got the answers. You can DM us. You can email us. You can't call us no more. Let that phone number go. But um, y'all could text us if y'all got our phone number. Um, but we're not giving that out on the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because we don't, but, know, we don't know um, yeah, all y'all, y'all girls. We know a lot of y'all girls. We yeah, know we know we know a few of y'all. Yeah. But, you know who's the, who's those French girls? Yeah, who's who those French like, girls you know, listening? Who, who's the girls listening those, into uh, the UK? In the UK, we might know some of those girls. Uh-huh. Actually. Who are the girls listening in Vietnam? Remember, we have listeners in like 
Who the Vietnamese Corn girls? girls in Vietnam listening to our show. Yeah, right. We've had us. some listeners in South Africa, are. girl. We're sorry about the travel ban, girls. But who are the listeners in South Africa? <laughs> who are you, girls? Who are y'all? Actually, one of my South African friends just hit me up. I gotta ask her how she's doing. Oh, maybe um, she was listening. So maybe she. Maybe she may be. Because like, who be. are those South she's African listeners? Who are y'all? We love y'all, girls. And thanks for listening, though. Okay. <laughs> So What's your new variant um, shit? You know, thank you. Oh. I'm joking though. That's the white variant. That's the European <laughs> variant. They just put that on your girls. That's really from Europe. We know it. That's how the white people do. Oh, we know how they do. You know, that you Omicron. Do. That is straight from Europe, y'all. We know how Omicron. Be. Mm-hmm. Omarion. Omarion. Um. So yeah, girls, let us know. You know the socials. I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. You got a final word this week, Deborah? Girl, just, you know, if you live in LA, you know, you can still own a gun <laughs> and keep it in your home <laughs> yes. and have it ready for if the girls run up on you. You maybe can't carry it, but you can be ready for the girls to run up on you and be ready and take those girls out. <laughs> take them out. Okay. You ma- no matter um, where you live, it's your le- Second Amendment uh, constitutional <clears throat> right to own a <clears throat> weapon in your home. Yes, you can. Yes, we can. Obama. I will Obama. say, I will say, to say Queens does not condone any violence, any acts of violence. You know, don't come for us. Girl, if, if they run do, up in your happens, house, happens. if they run up on you in your house, take them out. Take them out. Take them out. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye.